Hello and welcome. You are listening to Resiliency, a podcast that takes an inside look at enhancing the vitality and resilience of field workers. From experts in member care to frontline field workers, our guests will bring you their experience, their lessons learned, and always something practical you can take away and use to increase your resiliency in cross-cultural life and ministry. Co-hosts Silas West and Steve Finley are just one part of an ever-growing and strengthening net of member care in the Antioch movement. They want to see Matthew 24, 14 happen and do everything they can to help field workers have the kind of resilience that enables them to make it for the long haul. Well, Steve, you've, you've shared with us about the philosophy of sabbatical, and let's talk about practice. Just to frame this for our listeners, we want to hear from you regarding the right mindsets to have that would help to have a great sabbatical and what would good preparation look like to set ourselves up for a successful sabbatical and then the building blocks or how we would actually spend our time on an effective sabbatical. Yeah, so let's say I were planning to take a sabbatical next year. And from your perspective and experience, what helpful mindsets would I want to have going into it in order to have a successful one? I think it's great to keep in mind that from the very beginning, Sabbath has always been countercultural and unpopular. Mm -hmm. It's always been about taking a break and trusting God for productivity and provision. And it's also always been about trusting God for the unfinished. So I think just knowing those three ideas as a mindset is is helpful. That Sabbath from from the very start has been kind of odd or hard. I also think a good mindset to have is that as laborers for Jesus, we tend to work too hard and we don't give ourselves permission to rest. We love Luke 9, 23. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. We will gladly give all to our master. But I think we also need to like Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. The prophets, I think, also speak to this tension. One in particular is in Isaiah 30, verse 15. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. And there's something, ouch, that's kind of a convicting verse. We tend to overwork as a lifestyle. And so I think knowing that that's true of us uh, to help give ourselves permission to rest would be another mindset that would be very, very helpful. Mm. Mm. So as people plan toward a sabbatical, we encourage people to take three to 18 months and sometimes longer to line everything up so that when your sabbatical starts, you are free to to give yourself to it. Wow, that's significant to take three to 18 months in preparation. That's how important it is to have a good one, to have a well-planned one, a well-prayed through and and thought through plan for a sabbatical. That's great. Well, you know, we've talked so much about 
the word rest and just such a rich unpacking of that. Obviously, it's not just, okay, I've got 12 months off just to rest. Just, I'm just going to lie on the couch and rest, you know. So that's, you know, the mindset is so important going in. But what are the building blocks of an effective sabbatical? Kind of take us through what you guys have designed as this process of creating a real healthy and effective sabbatical. Now, we have five phases in our model we have uh, primary players who are involved, and we have a sabbatical plan. So those would be kind of the three things I'd like to talk on. The five phases of our sabbatical, when I mentioned the three to eight, 18 months, there's the uh, release phase where you try to disentangle yourself from your ministry and leadership re responsibilities so when your sabbatical starts, you're free to give yourself to it. So for some people, you got to plan funding. you got to plan who's going to care for the uh, church services, who's going to handle uh, the, the elder board, who's going to handle outreach, who's going to care for the congregation, who, who's going to. So those are the questions that just take time to figure it out. And depending upon what your roles are, sometimes you got to spend a, a couple of years uh, ahead of time, planning toward 2023 is when mm -hmm. we're going to plan to do this. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the, the release phase. The rest phase is the first phase of the uh, sabbatical proper. Mm -hmm. and, and we want people to rest because most people are more tired than they think they are. Yes. And there's something that happens when people move into rest. It's like the floodgates of tiredness swing wide open. They finally kind of let down and they find themselves sleeping and napping and feeling embarrassed that they're tired as much as they, they are. And we encourage people to just journey through the adventure of rest. A lot of people don't even know what rests them, so we also ask them to experiment. Try this, try that, learn, well, this doesn't work. Good, now you know the rest of your life. That doesn't work for me. This does work, ah, now I'll, that's what I'll do. I find for me, putzing around the yard for about 45 to 60 minutes when I'm just de depleted does something for me. I might pick dandelions. I might just sit in the backyard. I might crawl on my knees and examine grass blades. I might, but I don't know. Somehow afterwards, I just feel better. That mm -hmm. recharges me. Yeah. I've got the best dandelion-free lawn in the neighborhood because somehow that, that re refreshes me. So rest would be kind of the second phase. The third phase, we call that the reflection phase. It's kind of like this is the actual work phase of the sabbatical. In the reflection phase, you're seeking the Lord on whatever you're seeking him on. We say that in a sabbatical, if you've heard from God and you've learned from Jesus, you've had a successful sabbatical time. Right, right. Heard from and God most people, heard from Jesus, yes. Yeah, most people are so tired that when they try to do re reflection, it's really hard to hear from God when when you're tired. So in our linear model, we suggest rest, get recharged, and then do some real intentional seeking of God. We we call that the the reflection phase. Then there's the realignment phase. That's the we call that the application phase of our sabbatical. 
and it answers you ask and answer the question, you know, Father, what changes in life and ministry would you like me to make as a result of hearing from you during my sabbatical? And it takes a while to figure that out. You know, so Father, what, what, what changes would you like me to make? And then we say at the end of that phase, your sabbatical is done. Then you have the re-engagement phase. And we basically suggest take two to four weeks to move from a sabbatical pace of life to whatever your full-time ministry pace might, might be. It's kind of like if you don't do that, it's kind of like jumping back on a bus that's going 60 miles an hour. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a jerk, you know, to, whoa, you yeah. know, to uh, jump back on the bus. So we suggest just kind of an easing back in, uh, in into whatever your rules are. So those are the, the five building blocks of five phases of our sabbatical model. And of course, there's more in the sabbatical guidelines on, on that. Mm-hmm. It leads me to ask, we call it a coach, a sabbatical coach. And I know y'all have different players, but if we only kind of dealt with that person who's helping the worker, as it were, to prepare themselves, plan their sabbatical, what, play, what part are they playing in this at this point in time in your sabbatical process? Great, great question. That actually leads to what I would call who are the primary players right. uh, for folks in, in their sabbatical. And I would say that, you know, obviously the first primary player would be you and your spouse and your family. You want to make sure that uh, they're all in, in agreement uh, that uh, a sabbatical is a good thing. And then you all can discuss how can they or participate. As in a lot of different ministry cultures, it's kind of the full-time person in ministry who takes a sabbatical, but the spouse and the family don't. Right. And we encourage it to be as much as possible the entire family focus or emphasize sabbatical. So the spouse, spouse and family, I think your, your supervisor is also a key player. Uh, in our model, the supervisor needs to approve the sabbatical. And then, uh, Steve, what you were talking about, we, we use a phrase, a sabbatical advisor. Mm-hmm. You could use a sabbatical coach, but the purpose of the sabbatical advisor is to shepherd uh, the person going through sabbatical through each phase of the sabbatical. So a sabbatical advisor, as soon as you know you're going to be planning for a sabbatical and you're in the release phase, feel free to ask someone to be a sabbatical advisor and walk alongside you as you move toward the actual sabbatical itself. And the the advisor will ask you, so what needs to happen so you can free yourself up from these responsibilities? How is it going? How can I help you? Uh, And so that kind of conversation is what the sabbatical advisor does. Uh, The advisor in our model doesn't even have to really know what or have experienced a sabbatical. But just know, okay, in this phase, this is what we're what we're focused on. How can I shepherd you through this? In this phase, this is what we're focused on. How, how can I shepherd you through that? We do suggest if you're married and both you and your spouse are able to take a sabbatical, that maybe you would want to have a couple be your advisor. And so sometimes women want to talk to women and men want to talk to men. Uh, sometimes it's fine to just cross. It doesn't make any difference. But we, we suggest if you're a couple that your advisor also, also be that. And then the, the last 
primary players. We've talked about your spouse and family, your supervisor, your sabbatical advisor. There's also a sabbatical support team. And we suggest we like you out of ministry, but not out of fellowship. Mm-hmm. It's often easy to become isolated uh, when you're in a sabbatical journey. So we encourage people to have a sabbatical support team and they can help provide you community throughout this experience that, that, that you have. And then the last thing I want to mention on this is in our model, we suggest everybody has a sabbatical plan and uh, the plan helps set expectations uh, for everybody who, who is involved. It addresses things like the dates, the outcomes that you hope for, who the primary players are, a communication plan, uh, some priority issues you may want to work on, and what you'll do in each phase of the sabbatical. And we call this plan a dynamic document, meaning it, it can change. It's, it's kind of like this is your best guess as you're starting your sabbatical, as you're in this phase of your sabbatical, as you're here. So you all can speak to it. And then we suggest that the plan can be changed or the approval can come from the supervisor and the sabbatical advisor. Well, Steve, um, kind of to shift gears a little bit, I'm sure in your in the course of working with people through sabbatical, you've kind of seen some people blow it on their sabbatical. Uh, what has been some key contributing factors to people having a less than desirable or a less than effective sabbatical? I think we've, we, we've touched on one already. People not giving themselves permission to immerse themselves in their sabbatical with abandon. Um, I, I visualize it like going with a kayak down the rapids. Once you launch in, you're in. Mm. But if you're not totally convinced that it's okay with God to enter the sabbatical journey, they'll hold back. Mm-hmm. They'll keep a line of their kayak attached to the shore. They won't give themselves with, with abandon to this. There'll be a reservation. So everybody needs to have, I think, a biblical basis or have heard from God that a sabbatical is an okay thing for them to do so they can give themselves permission to enter in. Mm. I think uh, another thing that happens to kind of derail our sabbatical is uh, they'll let other opportunities creep in and they won't keep their sabbatical their primary focus. Now that I've got free time, I'll go paint the garage, I'll go weed the garden, I'll go visit Aunt Sue, I'll go. So we'll let other opportunities creep in rather than keeping my sabbatical the primary focus. I also think uh, not setting the expectations for those around them. Um, We once had a couple, not once, we we have a couple who ministers to African students here here in the U.S. And when the couple mentioned they were going to go on sabbatical and take a break from ministry, all their students said, great, we'll take a sabbatical with you. (laughs) Because in their culture, that's what you do. Yeah. So it ended up this this couple pretty much had to spend most of their sabbatical away from their home. <laughs> yeah. Because of the, but this is the idea of helping set ec- expectations. You know, uh, tell tell the family yes, I'm on sabbatical, but it doesn't mean I can babysit your kids more. Mm-hmm. Or yes, I'm going on sabbatical, but it doesn't mean I'm not in ministry anymore. Or 
I don't need funds or I don't need this or that. So doing a good job in the release phase of setting the expectations of people involved in ministry, I think is really, really helpful. Yeah. And then the last thing I like to say, I mean, we could, this list could go on and on and on. I think for a lot of us these days, uh, not setting limits on our cell phone and our email. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so connected these days. So I, I suggest folks uh, maybe uh, buy a track phone and they'll have uh, someone uh, in their voicemail and in, on their regular phone say, if you need to connect, please contact Joe and he'll, he'll help you or Joe for this, Sally for this and Sam for that. Yeah. And uh, that way they don't come to you. And then those folks who quote get the call, if it's a real problem, they can interrupt you during your sabbatical if it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's not necessary. But that way you you feel free to have to always check your phone. And the same with doing a vacation message on, on our emails. Uh, we've had many people actually set up another email uh, account that is just for family and, uh, and emergency contact. And that's all that they check and somebody else checks their emails or they don't check their e- emails saying at the end of my sabbatical, I'll check my emails. If you need quicker action, please contact so-and-so. Yeah. That way you're free from the pressures of the cell phone and, and email. Good practicals. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And Steve, would you say that like when you were saying that some people don't go into it with, with abandon and they keep a, a line tethered to the shore, would that sometimes be by by not letting go of all of their responsibilities, like holding on to some some of their responsibilities? Is that is that kind of one of those types of things? I think a lot of people draw their identity from their ministry contribution, and it's very very scary to let to let go of that. Yeah. And so yeah, I think um, Silas, what you've touched on a very sensitive, impactful thought that a lot of people have a hard time letting go of their ministry responsibilities. And uh, they may or may not connect it with their identity, but they just have a hard time letting go. Mm -hmm. So I think it brings up the idea that entering into a sabbatical is as much of a faith adventure as anyone has ever had. It's letting go of stuff because we love the the control that we think we, we have. Yeah. Do we ever? Um, so, how often do we need to take sabbatical, and how long should it should it be? Here, here are my my thoughts on, on that. One is that there is no standard out out there. Everybody has kind of different views, and uh, there's no standard on how often or how long your your sabbatical should should be. I also think not everybody is in a position to take a sabbatical using our model. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in full-time Christian service and people are willing to provide for your needs during your sabbatical, then our sabbatical model is wonderful. If you're working in a secular corporation or in a business model of ministry, um, our model may or may not be the right model to, to use. So though our model may not be able to be applied by everybody, I do think the idea of rest pace margin can be embraced and applied by everyone in their life and ministry. 
uh, we want to highlight the idea that sabbatical is a gift. It's not something that's earned. You've been on staff seven years and you're owed a, a sabbatical. It's the idea that God offered this to, to his people. Uh, they didn't work for it. It was something he invited them into. Mm. So we don't want our staff thinking, you owe me a sabbatical. Mm. But rather, this is an opportunity we like to give to our people to, to bless them. So as leaders, we need to know our people. We need to shepherd them and know them like a shepherd knows the sheep. And so what do we think they need as leaders? Do we think they could use a sabbatical? Would we like to provide a mechanism or a policy or a position to allow sabbaticals to happen in the ministry that, that we have? Um, how, how, how can we care for them? Do we need to give them a week off? Do we need to give them a month off? Do we need to give them six months? Do we need to give them a year? What, what do they, they need? I think a good question to ask is what's our position on sabbatical? Like what's our position? What's our philosophy? What's our practice going to be? And then not only on sabbatical, but what's our position on rest pace margin? Mm -hmm. So I think as the elders of the churches speak, as the leaders get together to uh, have discussions, what's our position on these, these things for, for our people, for our staff, for our congregations, uh, for our audience? So it doesn't answer the question, but I think what you hear is I think we should include rest pace margin. A sabbatical could be a good model to use, but what can we do for our people so that they embrace rest as part of their lifestyle. You mentioned earlier about the different types of fields that have different types of sabbaticals. So, or there might be a product that would come out of sabbatical and the product that comes out of your sabbaticals and navigators is rest. If you want to put, it, put product language to it. Within that, do you find that there are different people that, that need different things from sabbatical? And if so, how do you, how do you guide them? How do you shepherd them in that and figuring out what they need to their sabbatical to look like? Coming from our counseling backgrounds and our care for our people to have a deep conversation. What is it that, that you need mm -hmm. for, for navigators? Most of our people have entered into sabbatical because they're tired and they need to heal. They need to heal from wounds they need to heal from lies. They need to heal from vows, pronouncements, all those kinds of things that often happens deep in our soul. And, um, and so for them, a healing, uh, restoring experience has been what, what, what they've done. Mm -hmm. We've had a few people enter into sabbatical for a developmental opportunity. They wanted to study. They wanted to read some books. They wanted to highlight some things. And so that would be a developmental kind of a sabbatical. And we've also had a couple of people take sabbaticals to, to write a book. Everybody who's taken a sabbatical that hasn't been about rest has regretted their sabbatical. Mm. 
<laughs> That's good to hear. That's, I mean, it's not it's not good for them, but good to just be aware of that. Because what what they realize is they've missed out on the opportunity mm. to delve deeper into rest. And it was great to study what they study. It was great to write the books. Maybe a couple of them became best bestsellers kind of thing, which is nice. But in their souls, in terms of what they needed, they kind of mis- misinterpreted. And and we we can all do that, and that that's fine. God God is in charge. So we'll we'll ask people when they take a sabbatical, what do you hope to get out of it? And that answer helps guide us into. What, what they ought to do. Now, some people, to uh, today within the Navigator, particularly with our younger staff, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of performance um, issues, and there's a lot of mental health issues coming to the, to the forefront. And so uh, we've had people who have been de- depressed and to send them on a sabbatical to go by themselves, spend time with God, that's not the best thing for for them. Yeah. And so finding out what the need is of the staff helps us find out is a sabbatical really what they need to do. In fact, real life right now as we speak within the navigators, um, a lot of supervisors don't know what else to do for their staff. So they'll say, go take a sabbatical to raise your funds. Go take a sabbatical to deal with your mental illness. Go take a sabbatical to deal with your family crisis. Mm-hmm. That's actually a misapplication of the sabbatical model. Yeah, because we're focusing on rest. We've had uh, one staff whose uh, husband passed away, and we asked her to go on a sabbatical to grieve. That actually, in my opinion, is not the best use of the sabbatical time because she did need to pull back. So organizationally, we have got to figure out what other arenas, opportunities policies, processes do we have available to staff who have other than rest kinds of needs mm-hmm. to take sabbatical. That's good. Um, having said that, uh, in our context, we'll often counsel staff to take a sabbatical or to consider a sabbatical if they're facing or considering a transition in ministry or life. If they're tired, if they maybe feel like they're entering burnout. And a good sign of that is, are they resenting their calling? Mm-hmm. Are they resentful every time the phone rings? Every time somebody comes and asks them a question? Do they kind of twitch when somebody walks in the room and, and interrupts them? That might be a time to consider taking some uh, uh, rest pace margin or a sabbatical. Very great. And of course, I, as, as anybody would want to do, the navigators aren't perfect, but I do think the care aspect that our staff are feeling, there's just been a rip, ripple effect. We still have our issues, of course, and we will until Jesus comes, but that has been a shift that's been absolutely wonderful. We talked a lot about a lot of things here regarding sabbatical, and it might be hard to kind of wrap this down into one salient takeaway, but uh, we often ask this question, if, if no one remembered anything else that you said, what would be the one thing that you'd want them to take away from this? Well, one idea is that from the beginning, God bless rest mm. and curse the work of man's hands. 
And in our fallenness, we tend to get the things of God backwards. And today we bless work and we curse rest. So that's, that's one idea. And then also when God laid out a lifestyle for his people, it was to include periods of no regular work. So my parting words with those two ideas, rest is a gift from God. Receive it and practice it. Well, in that, in that vein of receive it, Steve, I wonder, can you pray a blessing and impartation over us in this just vital matter of sabbatical as we end right now? Thank you. I'd be happy to. Father, I thank you for Antioch Ministries International. Thank you for their vision, not only for reaching the world and planting churches, but also, Father, for caring for those who are under the umbrella of their responsibilities. Father, I pray that you would anoint the leadership. You lead them and guide them in how to care well for their staff, for their congregation, for the elders, for the pastors. Father, for what their sheep needs. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us the model of rest and lots of ways to use it. The idea of a Sabbath, the idea of a sabbatic year, the idea of maybe a sabbatical model or a process. I pray you give leaders wisdom on how to bring the sabbatical idea to their people. I pray you lead and guide and do this in such a way where your kingdom is advanced in and through everyone involved yes. in Antioch Ministries International. We praise this looking to you for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you, what Steve. What a joy to have you with us today. Enjoy those children and grandchildren up in Eaton, Colorado. Well, listeners, thanks again for tuning in. That does it for this episode of Resiliency. You can follow us on Instagram at Resiliency Podcast. And so for now, I'm Silas West, and thank you for listening to Resiliency. Resiliency.